to a Minnesota morning and joining me now for gardening with Barb and Karen is our good friend master gardener Barb Lampson. Good morning Barb. Hey there Karen it's great to be out on this frosty morn. Well did anything of yours get frozen? I did cover a few things. I covered some of my super tunies because I wanted to have some color yet and and that's pretty much it though. Did you do anything? No I, I well I didn't uh, cover anything that was outside because I've been taking things oh, you've into been the greenhouse okay. and into the house and yeah. just to make sure. But I was surprised when I was on um, uh, Warren Street this morning across from the Foundations Building here. There's a planting. It's across and down about a block. And they have got impatience in there. And just, you know, driving by, they look just fine. Okay, so maybe the, some places didn't get as cold. The, right, or maybe they're more protected in here, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of a thing. Yeah, well, exactly. Well, I didn't notice really a lot of damage, and there was no little ice crystals uh, a lot of times when it gets super cold on the sure. pond. So Jeff said it was just a frost, not a freeze. So Yes, and the birds were in the bird bath this morning, <laughs> and they were flopping around, so I guess that didn't freeze either. But I certainly wouldn't be um, uh, testing the, the waters here. I would get anything that you want to save in. As a matter of fact, Dave was up and uh, picked the rest of our tomatoes and pulled out the plants. And uh, we're just for some coal crops. We've got cabbage, broccoli up there yet. Uh, we are done gardening with that aspect. Now we've got to clean up and, and prep for winter, but uh, we're, we're, oh, we've got to dig our carrots too. Yeah. You know, some people leave carrots in the ground. Yes. And and you can dig them up throughout the winter. If you your setup of course yours is a ways away. Do you do you have you ever done that where you leave you them in the why? ground cover with a bale or something and maybe then no. just no? Because uh during the summer they have the electric fence up because we're on the ravine up there and the deer would be in there eating everything. And as soon as they take the electric fence down, there is not a weed or stubble <laughs> or anything left in your garden. Oh you know the the broccoli plants? They're the last ones, mm-hmm. and we just leave them standing. They devour them in one night. They're they're just gone. They come in broccoli, really? Oh, yeah. They eat. They must be really hungry. I don't think they're hungry. I think that they just like the buffet. For, yeah, <laughs> they like variety and they try things. So, um, we should start with um, talking about the good news because there is good news. Thank I you very read much. In the free press this morning about the Hope Interface Center, they uh, gave this wonderful peace poll to the Echo Food Shelf, and this will be displayed out in front of the Echo Food Shelf. You know, I just don't think we do enough to recognize the work that the Echo Food Shelf has done. They are such an important factor to our community. It's unfortunate that people need the food, that they they don't have the jobs, they don't have the income. It's really unfortunate. But it is, it's such a, a good organization. As a matter of fact, both my husband and I have served on their board of directors and, and worked there and packed food and uh, did everything that needed to be done. So if you can find it in your heart to continue to support them, 
there are so many other good organizations that need support, too. Well, I've got a, a student who did a story about food insecurity here on campus. You're talking about food and people need for food. They say four out of ten students are food insecure. So we're going to hear that uh, coming up at the top of the hour, a story she did about that. So, I mean, it's it's all over. Yeah, it is. It is. And, and it's so great that the students are out doing this and recognizing this. So um, the good news is that they... Um, Hope Interfaith Centers presented this poll to them. I wish the Free Press would have provided us more information about uh, about who the Hope Interfaith Center is and uh, why they decided to to present these polls. Because I've seen the Peace Poll, and I think that's that's really important. But you know, I think that would have been good too. So so that that really is the good news. The other good news is personally, uh, I'm I'm rather glad to be done with uh, canning, preserving, (laughs) drying, freezing food. Uh, I can put away all that stuff now, but it was was a good summer for, for food for gardeners, I think. And, you know, if you do have still, you talked about the food shelf, if you still have any produce or things like like squash or things like that that people are picking, you can bring that to the food shelf as well. Yes, exactly. And I see our, our good friend, uh, uh, Hay by George, yes. has got his hay racks out by the uh, church in Eagle Lake there along right. Highway 14. And, uh, you know, what a great guy. He brings his, his hay racks out there filled with produce, uh, all kinds of squash and pumpkins and things. And it's just an honor system. He he lists the price and then you put it in his box and, and that's it. And he does it year after year after year. So, you know, there's some really good people doing really good things and they have faith in their fellow human being. Absolutely. Well, you know, it's fall, things are cold. A lot of people think the garden season is completely done and there's nothing left to do. But that's far from the truth, isn't it, Barb? Yes, it it really is. This is time, you know, to clean up the garden. Uh, it's a good time to spade. You know, when the soil is nice and dry, spade, turn the soil under and then get ready to have a cover crop of some kind. I is mean, it th- too late? Because I, re- I thought maybe it was too late for cover crops yet. Well, you know, I would certainly try and put that, uh, whatever you're going to decide to do. Uh, Like what, for example? Um, well, you know, of course, I'm I'm fond of clover, so clover would be a good thing. Some of it isn't hardy here, but as long as you get at least uh, a covering on there, so you, it's just that the plants are at least sprouted up and have a little yeah, growth, but right. it doesn't have to be really a lot. And the reason we're concerned about this now, and farmers are doing cover crops, is uh, first of all, it it uh, prevents soil erosion. It keeps oh, the soil sure. from blowing away or running off in the water, but also, it's about uh, being able to sequester the carbon, and we don't want the carbon that's been stored in the soil to be released and going back up into the atmosphere again. And then it puts nitrogen back into the soil. It, it does. It does, yes. Because one thing I've done in the past, <clears throat> I've done the, the buckwheat. I did the, I did mine in the spring. I've done peas uh, with uh, and buckwheat and also uh, oats and peas. So that's, and I have a place. So you think it's not too late yet if I clear some of that out? Because the soil's not that great. So right. I would, I would at least, I would at least try that. You don't know what October's going to be like. True. <laughs> it could be hot. <laughs> if it's going to be warm and we're going to have some rain. You know, the other thing that I discovered with the crimson clover that I had in, 
a spot in my garden where I had that planted was lower, and I've said this before, and like the rain and the moisture would run down into that spot. It was always wetter, longer. But once I got the crimson clover in there and they put down these nice roots, the rain, the moisture follows the pathway of the root down. Oh, and nice. it was no longer wet and water standing in there. So so that's, that's a very good thing too. We did have a question from a first time gardener. Um, she gardened in pots and she was so disappointed that her cabbage, all the heads when they matured, they split. And she wondered what oh. she did wrong. And you know that and she, is, she did it in a pot though, the, the cabbage in a pot? Yes, she did. Okay, my first thought is uneven watering. Well, and and also the heat. The, oh, the, sure. the heat will split them. You If you plant the you know cabbage is a cool, a cool crop it's one of the it's in that same needs family needs a lot of water yes and but if maybe if you try to plant it a little later than getting out there first thing in the spring and so that it depends on the size of the head when we get that heat remember in august when we had the 90 plus temperatures that was not great good that was tough on a lot of things yes especially things the cool crop and then they burst um so yeah she said she just took them and she just dumped the whole thing and I said you know um, if it wasn't split too bad it isn't like it's got a disease you can still use that cabbage you can chop it up and use it in soups or something like that could you use coleslaw yeah you could do coleslaw too if it's really um, when a cabbage gets older if it's been like that for a long length for longer period of time it's going to be tougher and stronger and then it's not going to taste as well but uh, also when you buy cabbage look and see what it says about that there are some cabbages don't that don't split as easily and you might want to try something like that so that's the question about that last week we talked just a little bit about trees and and the beauty of our trees and how we see single branches how one branch will be ahead of the rest of the tree in turning colors yes. and that, that might be yellow it might be bright mahogany and so I checked with the extension office this week and um, Shane said that um, there usually it's stress something has been stressed here's one thing I didn't know if we had a tough winter two years ago or if we had a drought as much as two years ago there can be a delayed reaction in the tree and it will respond this much later because some other little thing happens to trigger it you know it was doing fine before and it might be only part of the tree then that responds so don't it's not necessarily a disease don't don't think about this being a disease and you have to cut the tree down or take the limb out you don't it's probably with uh, with everything being back to normal again it's it's probably going to to recover so he also said that you know um, roots and the way they spread out and if uh, the part of the tree that you have this branch uh, if it didn't get the same 
nutrition, mm-hmm. it will respond like that too. Sometimes they just they're just so stressed and they just they kind of say, Okay, that's it for the summer. I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. I, I, I'm I'm going dormant. And when they go dormant, that's what happens. That's what I feel like about this whole last year. <laughs> I'm going dormant. Yeah. Yeah. It's one has to really find things to rejoice about and be happy about, that's for sure. It takes more effort to do that. But yeah, you know, in spite of that, Karen, I know that you have really accomplished a lot this year, especially as a gardener. You you took on your your butterfly garden. My shoreline, yes, my shoreline butterfly garden, right? That's one thing. That's such a great thing. And that's good to always be thinking about the environment and how we can do things better. And the shoreline, I mean, our water, I'm so protected of, protective of water. Just I just want to do everything I can to, you know, save the lakes and things. It's not an unlimited source. That's the thing. I mean, yeah. once the clean water's gone, it's gone. Yeah. So then what do you do? I was happy to see in the, in the free press this morning that North Mankato has started leaf pickup. And here's two yes. things that we should talk about. One of the things they said was, in North Mankato, rake your leaves onto the boulevard, not into the gutter. And people have gotten that wrong on my street. They will just rake and rake and they'll put it all out there. They pile it in the streets, right? Yeah, exactly. And then we get rain and it goes into the storm uh, drains and then into our rivers. I don't think people think it's, I think because leaves are natural, they think, well, that's not a big deal because it's organic. But the problem is all that stuff breaks down and turns into the the nutrients and and, and uh, feeds and you'll get the the waters get... uh, you know, algae and, and dirty yes. and mucky. Yes. And so, yeah, all that on the boulevard. When they say the boulevard, it means on the grass part, not in the street. Yeah. And then they'll they'll suck it up and they'll help you get rid of it. Of course, we use ours for compost. So we're just reusing it and, and nu- putting it back into nutrients for the soil. But if you don't do that, right, you got to be careful because when I had the pollinator, 4-H pollinator ambassadors out, there is a drain out by our our house and it's right in the middle of the yard and they of course were imagining some sort of street you know curb because there's no curb out there and they said oh I know you could have a drain right in the middle of the grass and everything runs right down into it and I they said I said well where do you think that water goes and the kids kind of said um I I don't know in in the lake I said well it's it's just like having a big tunnel because it's a big pipe and so anything that's in there it's like rushes right into the lake or river or wherever you know sure. it's going to go and so there's nothing to stop the leaves and pollution and debris so you don't want that to go down there because no. that's just adding just like directly polluting so yeah you can make such a difference by keeping your drain areas clean and getting those leaves out of the gutter and here's the thing if you've got someone that's doing that i just think if you just go over and tap them on the shoulder and say did you know i mean we're the land of ten thousand plus lakes we have in our own county i think we have five rivers running through blue earth county you know it's up to us to keep the do all we can do to keep the water clean and when the leaves get down there i mean they're just loaded with carbon and then every Everything that goes with them, if you've got grass clippings and things like that, if you've used your lawnmower and you've blown things out there, uh, then you've got nitrogen, and then that's just like you're putting your river, the algae in that, on steroids. It just takes right off. So, so don't 
don't do that. So I, I'm happy to see this article um, that they don't emphasize that enough. Another thing they said is, uh, you know, bring your brush, your twigs, and your branches um, to the compost pile on uh, Webster Avenue. That's free. That's such a great thing to be able to do. And if you're not from Mankato, most cities have something like that. I know my sure. sister-in-law now lives in Madison Lake, and they've got a compost area where you can take your leaves and and brush and things like that as well so check with your local your local city or county the the other thing is you don't when you go down to webster avenue you don't just uh drive up and dump out your plastic bags of leaves you have to dump things out of there and take your plastic bags home with you so so be willing to do that but you know be a good steward um at the end of the season we're the ones who enjoy beautiful lakes and rivers and uh and fishing and water sports and so it's up to us to to take care of things. I wanted to talk about some of the things blooming now because a lot of times late in the year I think a lot of people forget about that you can still have color late into the fall and you've seen probably seen a lot of purple and pinks mm-hmm. a lot of those are the asters. Karen I was going to bring you a bouquet of asters today because they're absolutely fabulous. They are they're they're bush like. They grow big enough to be a small bush. But here's the thing with the New England aster, which is the taller one that we're talking about. They have if they will um they will reseed and start new plants mm-hmm. and if you have children, it's good to go out and take a look at them when they get the flowers. I was over to my neighbors, and they have New England asters. They have the purples. And we found three variations from that purple. There's the dark, dark purple. There is a very light purple. And there's almost a magenta color that comes from that. And then the centers were different. Some of them were almost orange. Well, well, the normal one is yellow. So just really an amazing uh, plant to have. And guess what? I was out examining mine uh, yesterday, and I could see honeybees. There were honeybees in there. So uh, we've had, you know, like bumblebees and uh, those pseudobees that are actually a fly that go in there. But these were the little honeybees. And some of the the asters, like the crooked stem aster, I know is native to Minnesota, and I've got some of those in my shoreline planting. And, you know, so that is one of the reasons you plant things like that is to so these pollinators have this late-season uh, pollen to get and the sedums are another one that uh, you never see more uh, pollinators on anything than your sedums those uh, what are the ones we have the common ones um, we have autumn autumn joy yes the autumn joy and my mom's my Minnesota hardy mums are blooming now not yes. the kind that you have in a pot and you get and you throw away yes. these are the kinds that come up year after year so there are things that will continue to bloom into the season even if they get a little chill on them they'll they'll stay pretty good for a while and my of course hydrangeas they are gorgeous and 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 that's another thing with the hydrangeas the the bloom changes color yes so depending on the variety that you have it might start out white going to pink and now it's into not exactly brown if you look at them or tan but it has a little bit of that 
pinkish reddish color in there. You can see that. Right. Just a, a lovely, lovely plant to have. Easy to grow. And I haven't done this, but do you know that you can start another plant by taking cuttings? You can root them. So maybe next year I'll try that. Now, yeah, because pretty soon uh, my my coleus is something I love. I've got a whole bunch of coleus, and I'm going to have to trim, cut them before they freeze, because then they won't be any good, but you can root them for next season. Are you going to be doing some of those with maybe begonias or something? Uh, yes, uh, I have these big begonia plants, and, and uh, right now, my living room and kitchen look quite a bit like a florist shop. <laughs> I have so many things, and I don't think I can leave things like that. And then I have more things out in the greenhouse. So I do have to take cuttings. Um, I, it, it's just, um, you know, when things are so beautiful, you just hate to, to change the form of it because the form is so beautiful. But uh, we'll have to see. I've got artificial lights inside too, but even at that, there isn't enough room. Now, uh, is there ever enough room? <laughs> no. I, I, we should talk a little bit about those uh, perennials that we put out, this, those bulbs that we put out in roots and rhizomes. They can still stay there until they get, you know, uh, hit by frost. You mean like the cannas and the elephant yeah. ear? Yeah, yeah and the them. iris. Yeah, those. They can still stay out yet. You, you've got other things to do, so just go ahead and, and do that. So. Oh, it's always great to have you. I always seem to run out of time before we're done chatting, Barb. But uh, we will chat with you later. I know you and okay. I are going to be doing some shows for the for the month. And yes. um, I'll see you later this afternoon, too. Okay, thanks a lot, Karen. And thanks to our good listeners and their wonderful questions. Yes, we appreciate you. It is one minute past 10 and you're listening to A Minnesota Morning on the Maverick at KMSU Radio 89.7 FM in Mankato and KMSK 91.3 FM in Austin online at KMSU.org broadcasting from the campus of Minnesota.